Welcome to the weekly podcast from Harvest Ridge Church in North Ridgeville, Ohio. Our heart's desire is that you would grow in your love and devotion to Jesus Christ and that these messages will strengthen your daily walk. For more information about our church, visit us on the web at www.harvestridge.net. My name is Mike Hattinger. And I'm Ashley. And uh, we're on staff here, and this is actually our, our last Sunday. And uh, so thank you for Brandy and everyone who helped put that, uh, that video together. Just a few snapshots of our time here. And we get, to, we get to share today. We get to preach and share a little bit of our stories. And um, it's, it's good to be super emotional and not composed when you public speak, you know, and <laughs> not your sharpest. But uh, yeah. no, thank you, Pastor Kevin and Pastor yeah. Robin, for good, giving us the chance. Good last Sunday and having to share. That's, that's good. Um, yeah, we brought, we brought tissues just in case, but, um, hopefully for a service, we got most of it out. We'll we'll see how this goes. Um, maybe you've been attending Harvest Ridge. This maybe your first week or second week, or, you know, you've been here for a little bit. Um, that, that's okay. But so what we, what we want to do, you may not know us, or, or maybe some of you have known us for man, 10 years or more. Um, but what we wanted to do today, you know, just in, in thinking over our time here and. You know, we could say a hundred things before we leave. So what's one thing that we can say? What, what's one thing we can leave with you? And so we chose one thing, uh, something we want to share with you today. We want to share some stories along the way. And then ultimately, we want to take some time honoring this church and honoring the people of this church. Yeah, that's, that's about right. And so I guess we, if, you, if you don't know us, we still want to leave you with something. And that's, that's this. That is, it comes from Romans 8.31. And the question is, if God really is for you, if God really is for you and is with you, what would you do? How would you live your life? Romans 8.31 says, what shall we say to all these things? And, you know, you read before that, that's kind of the question it's answering. There's things that are, are hard and difficult. But if God is for us, who can be against us? If God's for you, whoever you are and sitting in your seat right now, if God really is with you and is for you, what could hold you back? What could be against you? And they sang the song, The Blessing, today. He is for you. He is with you. He is for you. And, and actually, I, I, we talked we about it. We didn't plan that. I, I, had, I had wanted to sing that song today. And we were like, no, we, we don't. Let them just do whatever they're going to do. And that song was there. And it just so happens that it's the same thing. He is for you. He is for you. And it's a little extra meaningful for, for me because of Wednesday mornings, we would have prayer in here. And how many times I can remember being right up here and putting that song on or praying that song and reaching my hands out and praying over you guys and the chairs are empty on Wednesday, but knowing you'd be here Sunday and praying that the guy would be with you in the morning and the evening. And so just thank you band for choosing that and playing that this morning. Yeah. But we got to get into this. this is yeah. we're, we're so what we wanted to do was kind of share some stories that, that maybe led us up to here now. Um, really quick on, on here now, the, the reason why we're leaving is because we are going to join a church in Columbus. Yeah, and it's not like we're just, uh, you know, leaving one church for another. We really believe that God has has called us and has moved us, and that's kind of what we're going to share is some of those behind-the-scene things. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, so Ashley, you're going to be their executive pastor there. It, really, it's her move. And uh, just in the last week or so, I got dragged along and said I'd do, be their <laughs> children's director for a little bit um, as, as well. Uh, but, but you're also, what are you doing right now? Uh, yeah, I also I feel called to um, pursue pursue school. I've been doing my postgraduate work for two years, uh, PhD in theology, and this I'll be able to do this full time now. That really is my calling, and so it it honestly it just 
feel like we're stepping into what God has specifically called us to church ministry and pastoring for you and the college world and teaching for me. And, uh, but yeah, she gets to be my boss at work now as well as at home. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> that worked, that worked out, but well, so this idea, Romans eight thirty one. if God is for us, who can be against us? And um, I'm not sure how it happened, but, but along the way, both of us separately, when we were young, we decided for ourselves that we believed this. We believed that God had a plan for our lives and we decided early to start making decisions and start seeking God and live like God really had a plan for us. And yeah, we wanted to share some stories. Yeah, all along the way, that's, that was our decision and it is so worth it. And that's what we want to leave with you. Man, decide to live like God has a plan for you, that he really is for you. So how did we end up here at Harvest Ridge? Uh, I guess and yeah. it started back in, in high school. Why don't you share yours first? Yeah, in 2006, I was a freshman in high school and um, some, you know, tough stuff going on at home, things like that. But I had a friend at school that invited me to youth group. And at the time, if you guys know, um, if you guys know, oh, that's college me. College Ashley, I think there's the, the last one we put in at the bottom, I think is about the last time when Pastor Matt and, and Ashley were about the same height. Do we have that one, Marky? Do we have that? Yeah, there, oh, we, there go. we go. Okay, this is high school Ashley. We, we were on a mission trip to Peru. Uh, he already um, passed you. Okay, I have not grown an inch. So um, you see Pastor Matt there? <laughs> we look a little different now, or at least he does. <laughs> yeah, man, he's maybe like two inches taller than me there. That's so funny. So this is you high school. So this is yeah. kind of where the, your story starts. Yeah. So I had a friend that invited me to the youth group. Uh, just, hey, there's this pastor. His name's Brody, uh, Brody Reichert, if for those of you that, that know him. And so I came to youth group and they... Uh, yeah, really, like, I just felt instantly connected. I, I didn't really, like, know what was going on, kind of going through a hard time in life, and got connected. Uh, Brody uh, looked at me. It, it didn't take long. He looked at me and said, hey, there's, there's something in you. What do you think about joining the youth leadership team? And I joined the team. I had no idea what I was doing. I joined the team. Um, fast forward, so that was 2006. 2007, I was in a church service, and uh, it wasn't at Harvest Ridge, but I was in a church service, and at that time, I had been um, in the youth group, leading, things like that, and in the church service, a woman came up to me, just an adult in the room. I didn't know her. I knew of her. She came up to me, and she started praying for me, and, and that was the day I got called into ministry. Uh, she, she, she spoke three things over me. She prayed three things over me. Um, the first one was, I, I pray for your ministry. Um, I hadn't spoken to anyone that I was now considering, like what would it look like if I did this like for a living? You know, you're in high school trying to figure that out. Nothing I'd spoken out loud, only things I'd been praying. She, she prayed for my ministry. Then she said, God, God wants you to know his heart. Um, that was so personal to me, also something that I was praying in secret that no one knew about. And the third thing she prayed over me was, I, I pray for your husband and your marriage and, and ministry together. And that was all the way back in 2007. So fast forward, um, Harvest Ridge uh, was still home. I went to school in Central Florida and I came back during the summers and interned. And oh, there's College Ashley again. She's grown so much in these, in these years. Not um, height-wise, but... Not, in, in, not height-wise. Yeah. 
That's hilarious. So I interned over the summers, and, and I gotta say, like Harvest Ridge, I don't know why you trusted us with as much responsibility as you did as um, interns, but um, I had friends called into ministry who answered phones all summer and didn't get to do anything. And here at Harvest Ridge, um, um, we, we got our feet wet. We were involved in a little bit of everything, and I'm not sure if that was the right idea at the end of the day, but you gave us a chance, um, all, all that uh, stuff. So fast forward to, I was about to graduate college. It was two weeks before graduation, and I had everything lined up. So uh, I went to college for ministry. I, I you know, chose where I went, all that, based on this call that, that God had confirmed in my life. And two weeks before, I had a job offer at a church in Central Florida. I was accepted and was going to uh, get my master's at my alma mater. And I was going to live with my best friend, and we already knew what apartment we were going to have, all this kind of stuff. And two weeks before graduation, I felt no peace about it. Started praying about it. It all seemed so perfect, uh, but I had no peace about it. And I, I started praying, and, and I said, okay, God, you're, I feel like you're telling me this is not the right thing. And on a whim, it may have been crazy to have done this, but on a whim, I didn't tell anyone. I said, okay, I'm going to say no to all of this. So that afternoon, I called the pastor that offered me the job, and I, I didn't take it. And then the next morning, I got an email from Pastor Kevin. And it, the email said, hey, I don't know if you're um, going to be in town after you graduate, but if you are, I want to have a meeting with you. And that's how I ended up on staff at Harvest Ridge in 2014. So for me, my connection with Harvest Ridge started uh, 2005. There was a missions trip. My parents were missionaries, my whole family. We were missionaries, lived in Mexico. Was anyone here besides, I know Pastor Kevin, anyone else here went on that missions trip to Mexico, 2005, 2006? Yeah, right there. Herb. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, I mean, that was a few years ago. And we would have missions teams every year, every summer. And Harvest Ridge always stood out as one of our favorites, maybe the favorite that we ever had. And it's because of this reason. The team, we played a game of tackle football in our backyard together. Um, doesn't matter what age, we had Doug Thompson uh, run around throwing people around and body slamming people, and, and it was just a blast. It was the, the most fun I ever had with a team that had come out on a missions trip, and I knew I loved the Harvest Ridge team. And that was my first connection. Um, fast forward a few years now to my senior year of high school. Uh, do we have a high school picture of Mike to show? I don't think we do. I don't think, no. Uh, <laughs> Okay, well, so <laughs> this guy decides that I'm going to, I'm also going to, you know, I believe God has a plan for my life, uh, you know, reading the Bible, my parents, the way they raised me is that God, God has a plan for you, wants to speak to you. So I, okay, God, how, where do I go to college? What do I do? Listening to him, his voice. I never felt a specific call anywhere, but I knew I loved teaching. I loved the Bible. Um, I loved kind of discovering who God was. So I wanted to do that. I decided to go to University of Valley Forge. And I wasn't 100% sure. I remember at camp, uh, I was at camp my senior year, and I said, God, I'm going to Valley Forge, but I don't know if this is a mistake. I don't know, am I doing the right thing? Should I turn around and do it somewhere else? Can you just, you know, I don't know, help me, God. About two hours after that, later in the service, I'm up at front, or right up against the platform, and I have my hands open like this, my eyes are closed, and this is a true story. I get hit with something, and I look down, and there's a t-shirt that says Valley Forge on it. 
That is 100% the true story. Literally, I got hit as I, my eyes were closed, and there's a teacher that says Valley Forge. And I said, okay, God, I guess this is your confirmation. That's good with me. Like, literally, same day, two hours later, and, uh, you know, you interpret that how you may, but I ended up going to Valley Forge because of that, and... Do we have college, Mike? All right. Oh, me and the bros in those sweatpants. Wore those probably four times a week. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Anyway, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um, and let me tell you, that, so yeah, if, if this guy and the guy in the white suit, if that guy can hear God's voice, there's hope for you, okay? <laughs> there is hope for you out there. Um, so anyway, yeah, in college and the first year, um, there was these mission ministry teams that the college would, they would give students money and scholarships and, and they would pay and give them stipends. And their job was throughout the summer, they would travel around to summer camps, um, you know, throughout the, that region of the country. And if you know me, I love camps. Camps is my favorite thing. I love camps. So this was a dream job for me. We'd go around to camps. We would write sketches and perform comedy sketches and drama sketches um, with a group of, of friends. Like, so literally this is, I could not describe a better dream job for me in between college. Um, I was going to be on the team and we're waiting for the schedule and all of a sudden we find out the team is canceled. They're just doing music instead of the drama team. So that is super disappointing. Bummed. Now it's April. I don't know what to do for the summer. And my dad talks to me. He says, hey, you know what? I talked to Kevin Crow from Harvest Ridge. Do you want to intern there? And all I knew about Harvest Ridge was, well, they played football with us, with us and seemed pretty cool. So sure, I'll intern there. And three internships later and got hired. So that's, that's how I got connected with Harvest Ridge is kind of following God's coincidences and even through some ups and downs, some disappointments. Um, look, you'll look, look how it turned out. If things would have gone my way, I probably would have done that, that, that camp trip. And who knows, I would have gotten connected to Harvest Ridge, but here yeah. I am. So I, I don't know, maybe some of you guys are like Mike, where you, you've never, like God's never really specifically given you a clear direction or a clear word for, for what's going on with your life. Um, that doesn't change the fact that, that God had a plan, that God was for Mike, and that every step of the way, um, as Mike trusted him and prayed and, and did open, just went through open doors, um, God, God was able to use those to, to lead him. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say in the same way, even getting hired, uh, finished internships, I was doing uh, master's in Ashland, and Pastor Kevin called say, hey, do you want to be the youth leader here? And uh, so my response was, well, I dropped my first youth class after 45 minutes because I said, youth is not for me. But <laughs> again, I knew I loved the church, and it was an open door. So like you said, I didn't yeah. have a calling, but I trusted God, and just one step at a time, a door opened, and I decided to walk through it. So yeah. don't feel bad if you don't feel like you have your life set out in front of you. Trust God and he'll open doors. Because even me, like God had confirmed my call to ministry, but that doesn't mean there was a big like blinking road sign every step of the way. Just I had decided, okay, if this is it, then I'm going to be obedient to it. And it was leaps of faith all the way. I mean, think about it. You're about to graduate college and then you like, you have the dream set up and you get rid of it on the belief that, that God has called you somewhere else. Um, yeah, scary leaps of faith, but it was worth every step of the way being obedient to what I felt like God God was leading me to do. So now we are both single and We're on at staff. The church, at the church together. <laughs> at Harvest Ridge. You could say it was inevitable, but you're forgetting I was in the way of that. <laughs> 
And uh, I messed things up for a few years. And uh, I mean, we were both, God had to work some things out in our lives, yeah. you know, especially me and growing and removing some things, putting some things in. And yeah, finally literally came to my senses and was like, she's the kind of person you want in your life. Like she loves God. She has high character. She is friendly. She's funny. She's passionate. And it was like, man, stop messing around stop yeah and it was just really like an epiphany moment and I said okay you know what yeah I gotta stop being dumb I gotta stop living in insecurity it's time to move forward and be a man do something about it so this leads us to our young adult Tennessee retreat in 2016 yeah if you if you've been on these retreats on, apparently yeah yes yeah, 2016 retreat. We uh, As much as I love camps, I love young adult retreats almost just as much. Yeah, so um, retreat is a churchy word, um, but sometimes, sometimes it's kind of like the idea. Um, really what we did was we would take weekends away, um, retreat from life, get away from the distractions, and spend time seeking God and worshiping God just in a different setting. So that's, that's what this trip was about. And so I had decided that... I was going to make my move on this retreat. Didn't know how or when. I was like, you know what? Going away to the mountains. It's cold and romantic. It's great. Uh, you know, it's not really romantic. It's all the, everything's dead and cold. But uh, I, I knew I was going to make, make my move there. Right? So however this was going to happen, it was going to happen on this retreat. So I knew none of this. Here's what was going on on my side of the equation. So um, at, at the retreat, we have kind of several services. It's structured um, to, yeah, just certain times to like seek God, to pray, to worship, all that kind of stuff. And the second night we were there, it was the evening service, and they asked if anyone wanted to come forward uh, to pray for healing. And at that time, I had been dealing with some, some knee stuff, so I was like, sure, I'll go up. I was the last person in line. So for a half an hour, I'm standing in line, a huge line, person after person, having hands laid on them, being prayed for healing, and here I am, like my knee's hurting, and I'm standing last in line, and I get up to the front, and he, the, the guy steps back, takes two steps back from me, which, okay, that's, that's a confidence booster, um, <laughs> leans back on the stage, like puts, puts his hands like this and says, look, this isn't me, this is God, didn't know this guy, um, couldn't point him out to you today, but he started praying for me, and he said, I want to pray for your ministry. The first thing back 10 years before um, was confirmed by someone else in my life. I want to pray for your ministry. The second thing you prayed for was God wants you to know him, to know his heart. That was the second thing. This is 10 years apart, and th this, that lady from 2007 and this guy didn't know each other. They didn't. Yeah, and the last thing um, that I had received uh, from, yeah, through prophecy from God was a prayer for my husband, but this guy didn't pray for that. He only prayed for those two things. So I thought that was kind of odd. I also, like, my knee was still hurting while all this was going on, so it's like, <laughs> okay, cool, thanks. Um, but yeah, that was a moment that God reconfirmed his call on my life. Um, and yeah, these people didn't know each other. I didn't know these people, um, but God, again, word for word, confirmed uh, what he had called me to so long ago. Two of the things, but not the third thing, which again was about my husband. Husband, uh, that's where I come in. <laughs> Just so happened that night, um, I decided, and I don't know what I was thinking. Like, oh, we're gonna end up on a balcony together alone at some point for sure, and then that's a good time to. Like, I don't know what I would like. So someone was like, you know what? I just have to make this happen. And so, just I don't know, two hours or so after 
you had this spoken to you in that prayer time. Which I te- he didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about. And I certainly didn't know anything about her calling from 10 years earlier. I said, hey, let's talk. I texted her. And what did you think when you got that text at first? Well, I mean, hey, let's talk. That sounds like I'm in trouble. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> Yeah, as you know, I was leading, leading the trip as the pastor, and she thought, I don't know what she, yes, that was, she was troubled somehow, but um, no, opposite, your dreams are about to be, come true, about to come true, but. <laughs> so anyway, we, we get together, and we try to find somewhere kind of secluded, so we choose the table downstairs, right by the door to the hot tub, where people keep walking in and out of in their bathing suits and towels, and I say, I'm ready to pursue you, and that lasted about four minutes before he said, okay, let's go somewhere else. Um, this is not really that private. And um, yeah, it was just... No, yeah, just 40 other people in the cabin with us. No big yeah, and of course, you know, Hot Tub is the most popular place. So we, we, we snuck outside and nobody noticed, right, guys? No one could tell. We, yeah. <laughs> so inconspicuous. Apparently, yeah, everyone was talking about it as, while we were out there, but... But anyway, finally, we were, we were there. We were going to have a conversation. And, and yeah, I just said, I'm ready. I want to pursue you. I apologized for, you know, I had kind of not treated her the best uh, in months previous. And, and we decided to go for it. And, it. and again, just what a coincidence that what ended up becoming your husband happened that same evening where your other callings were confirmed. Oh, yeah. There, there was one more thing. So I talked about that evening service, but I did not talk about the service we had that morning. And that morning... Uh, I think I was standing next to you, Rachel. Um, That morning, I was on my knees in service, a face in a chair, and I was begging God to take away my feelings for Mike because I had liked him for years, and he did nothing. (laughs) And I was so tired of it. Yes. So So, true story. Sometimes God says no, praise be to he, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that, that... that, again, all those things are true. You, so you interpret it, oh, well, just complete coincidence. That's fine. We're saying we decided to live like God was involved in our lives, and these things happened, and the timing just lined up like that. Also, I have another story that I will not share right now, but about deciding to wait for my wife that you can ask me about later, and it's a crazy coincidence as well. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that later. So the point all here in all this is, you know, God never spoke to either of us and said, this is going to be your husband. This is your wife. Right. You know, so it wasn't this moment of like prophetic clarity. It was just constantly walking and trusting and these things just aligned and we said, okay, this seems good and what we know of what we want and who God is and these things just lined up and that's how God works sometimes. He doesn't need to give you this full picture. Just trust him and he'll kind of line things up here and there. But there's a difference. I think sometimes what a lot of us do is, and and I've I've been guilty of this as well, but... um, you have in your head like what your next decision is going to be. I want this. So you start going for it. And then you're like, God's not talking to me. And I think sometimes it's because we go, we just move forward and then just expect God to catch up with us and confirm what we decided we would do instead of walking a little slower and seeking God throughout the process um, before making those decisions, making them prayerfully and making them um, with the idea that, that God has a plan in mind and it may not be what we 
want, but it's worth choosing it's, those things. It's worth it. And this is, we're not scolding you. We're saying it's worth it. Like, go with him. Uh, it's worth it. And then, yeah. So we got married, and marriage is is amazing. Uh, I mean, God's designed for two people to come together and build a life together as as, as opposites that, that become a unit and honoring God with, with your lives together. It is amazing, but it doesn't mean it's always been easy. It doesn't mean right. following God, everything just goes so perfectly. I, th- I think some of you may even be sitting here and thinking like, well, it's easy for you guys. God has given you answers all along the way. Well, first of all, we've only shared a couple stories. Um, th- there was so much more going on during those times. Um, but also, uh, things have not just been pie in the sky. Um, in particular, there were two really big struggles that um, we faced over the, the last several years. The first one is, um, right after we got married, I started experiencing some really intense uh, physical symptoms, uh, pain, and a, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And uh, it took about a year, but I ended up getting diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune thing. And that has been um, kind of a layer to the last several years of our lives. Uh, so, so that was one, one struggle that, that just was there. I'm not asking for pity, just the truth is not everything was pie in the sky. And we had to trust God as we walked through me getting diagnosed, working on medicine, stuff like that. Yeah, we trust in God still with us even in those things. And he hasn't left us just because things are painful sometimes. Yeah. And, and the, the other thing is, trouble. so we, we get married, we move into uh, this amazingly damp and dark apartments. Thanks be to me again. It was not good. Uh, I thought it was fine at the moment. Now looking back at it, it's like, yeah, we probably should have had some light in there at some point. Or, <laughs> um, <laughs> we finally move after a year or so, move into a new, nice new place. And we're, we're moving in October and in January, three months later, we have an apartment fire and we lose ba- almost everything, yeah, just the, about the, everything. Um, the unattended unit next door caught fire that, that attached to us. And yeah, this, this ended up being our, uh, the, the master bedroom. Um, yeah, total lost. Uh, we, lo- we lost everything in that fire. And so that, that, that's not a good thing to happen, right? It's not something that was like, oh, I hope this happens next month uh, as well. But you know what? Good came out of it. And with the RA as well, we've learned to become more compassionate and empathetic. Right. Yeah. The, the big thing with me with, with the RA and kind of like trusting God through this, um, yeah, what I've learned is that a ton of people have chronic illness that no one talks about, no one sees. And I've become so compassionate. Um, because I, I understand how, how hard that can be day to day. Um, also just relying on people. Um, so many of you guys know, like you, you know, I've come alongside me in this process uh, as well, just being able to lean on people more. Ministry isn't a one person thing, church is a team, and just having people um, along the way. Uh, that was a hard lesson to learn, but I'm so thankful for it. And you know what, can you go back to that picture, the one with the, from the damage, so that one, and I didn't share this first service, and I'm going to take an extra minute. I think it's, it's cool we're sharing. There's a poster in there, and she got me this poster. It has lyrics from one of, uh, one of my favorite songs, um, and it's, the song is called If the House Burns Down Tonight, and the chorus says, If the House Burns Down Tonight, I've Got Everything I Need With You By My Side. And she had that poster made, and you should have got a poster that said, The House Will Never Burn Down, We'll Be Millionaires. But, <laughs> but I mean... I don't know, words that end up ringing true. We lost everything, but I don't know, our marriage became stronger through it. And um, with the insurance money, we ended up paying off student debt, and we're like several years ahead of where we would have been financially. So did God cause the RA? Did God cause the fire to happen? 
no, we're not saying that, but God was faithful through it. And what is redemption? He takes something that's bad and broken and he turns it into something good. And we, yeah. And we can't tell you, um, there are people in this room, both services and, and people that couldn't make it today that walked with us through that time. We realized how loved we were through this as well. So another good thing that came out of it is people just, man, surrounded us. And yeah. I think Andy and Heidi Archer in here, we got a little gift from their Yeah, son. they gave us a, they, they gave us a gift and their, 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 I don't know if it was just Titus or their kids gave us some money as well. I think it was a dollar and 18 cents worth to help us buy some things back, a little envelope full of change and like. We never went through it alone and we're so thankful for our church family who have walked with us through all these things. So, yeah, I was just to say, things aren't always great. Overall, they have been. I'm so thankful. But even in the, in the things that are negative, God has shown up and been there. So yeah. that brings us now. God's been faithful when we were in high school and college, separate, together. God keeps lining things up. And that brings us to here today. To this transition that we're making. And uh, that kind of began two years ago um, in Ireland. Uh, I want to point out that um, we were at a lot of church events um, when God spoke to us and God did stuff in our lives. And yeah, you may just be signing up for a missions trip to Ireland, but God ended up changing our lives there instead. So we, we got to lead a team to Downpatrick, Ireland. Uh, Downpatrick, because it's the city where St. Patrick traditionally took the gospel there. Is buried there. Hundreds it's- of years ago. Yeah, and while we were there, one of the nights, it was worship service. You, you can tell the rest. Yeah, there's a pastor, an Irish pastor. We didn't know him. He didn't know us. He, he began speaking things uh, specifically about her life and, and our lives that he wouldn't have known. There's no way he could have known this, specific things. Um, and again, we know there's charlatans and things out there. So we, we're pretty, yeah. we're pretty, you know, judge, we judge things. We try to judge things, you know, what's just, okay, what's, you know, fluff and what's real. But he was saying some. What did he so, say? What did he tell us? Uh, but specifically, he said there's a transition coming in the next year or two. Uh, Which confirmed be, something that we had been talking about quietly and confirmed. Uh, we, we had been praying about it ourselves and talking about it. We had felt God kind of just stirring things up a little bit. And Pastor Kevin so it mentioned the yeah. there's a conversation we had had, and things, things were kind of in the works for the. Some, some point in the future. And he said, there's a transition coming. So that was in Ireland, which is an Two amazing, exhausting trip. Yeah. Uh, and then now January of this year. Yeah. January of 2021. Uh, the, the church, uh, fast for the, for the first month of the year, it's always a great thing to participate in together, just body seeking God together. And we decided, okay, this, this is one of the things we really need some of God's direction on. So we prayed and fasted and we're asking for God's guidance and, uh, yeah, seeking him during that time. Um, and at the end of the first month, we're like, we haven't heard from God. What do we do? And we just fast know. another month. <laughs> yeah, we did. We, we had decided to fast another month and, um, spend time continuing to seek God. And it was towards the end of that month, towards the still end of- hadn't really heard anything, you know, she's yeah. like, you know, which is okay if that happens, by the right, way. Right. Right. We didn't, it's not like we were just sitting on our hands. Like we're not gonna do anything until God shows up in heaven, but we were just, we just wanted to make sure we were right. And our prayer was right and step with God. Yeah. And then you were in the car end of February. Yeah, it was a work day and I was at a meeting. I was driving back from this meeting and I was just crying out to God in my car. I was, I was praying like, okay, like you said, this transition is coming. Like, what does that mean? What does that look like? I was praying, crying out. And I heard God tell me, just trust me. 
So that's what he said. And then I got back to the church and Mike walked into my office. And I showed her a missed call I had on my phone. And that was from Chris, who is now going to be our, our new pastor and our, our boss down there. And within and probably an hour, maybe two, of God telling that to her, he called out of the blue and said, hey, I have an, we have an opportunity for you guys. And that didn't end up working out, um, that particular opportunity. But we say connecting with them. And the, the job that she ended up getting opened up. And it was just a few weeks after that, you know, let's say kind of a little bit of a turn, but again, what a coincidence just within a few hours of God speaking to her, something happened on, on my end for both of us. And can you interpret it how you will, but another coincidence kept happening. Uh, So in May of this year, I went down for my final interview with them. Um, We had a meeting with their board in the morning and then the afternoon we were going to have lunch with their staff. And in the middle of the day after our meeting with the board, we were driving around Dublin um, is actually the the name of the city. It's Columbus area, but the name of the city is Dublin that the church is in. And we we were at a stop sign and you noticed there was a wall and she said, oh, that wall looks like the walls that they have in Ireland, just the way the stonework was. Yeah, the UK, instead of like picket fence or, you know, fences like we have, they they just stack a bunch of stones on top of each other. And it looked like what we had seen in Ireland two years before. And I was like, you're right, that does. It looks just like the walls we would see in Ireland. And then we realized, oh, wait. Dublin, that makes sense because Dublin, Ohio, they probably do things like Dublin, Ireland. And yeah. at this, so all, you know, it's all this happens within a few seconds and we look over and the street we're on in that moment, no kidding, is Downpatrick Street, the same town we were in in Ireland when God spoke to us. So man, wow, what another coincidence that happened. And, and so those kind of things, and it's, it's not just like, it's not like that dictated, like, oh, we saw a street sign and God told us where to go. Don't, don't, no. you know, don't live your life just on that. <laughs> But we kept listening to God and those pieces just fall into place. We say, okay, well, this is either 15 coincidences or, or what? And, and yeah. so understand what we're saying. There's, you know, use your level head, use judgment. But these things just kept happening. Yeah. So can we go back to that, that verse we shared at the beginning, Romans eight thirty one? If God is for us, who can be against us? And I don't know why or how, I'm so thankful for the grace of God, but, but Mike and I, because we believe this with all our hearts, we're gonna leave Harvest Ridge and leave home, leave our family here and follow the call of God to, to Dublin, to Columbus. And it's because we believe this. He and I were saying this week, I don't know how people make decisions, not just knowing that, that God is with them, that this is what God wants, because honestly, that's the only consolation. Um, sometimes when we've been thinking about this, like we know God's called us to do this, even though leaving home is so hard. It is. It's, it's, it's the only home we've known as adults, the church home, you know, for the last 15 years, 12 years. Yeah, so, and, we're, so we're taking this leap. And here's here's what we want to say. This is not this is not just for pastors. Uh, we don't first, have some special anoint. Like we don't have some special thing that that you guys don't have. It's no, not just for people like us. My I mean, my dad yes was a pastor, but his my grandfather was an immigrant from Hungary. Worked in a tool and die shop. Like it's not like oh only certain people. First Peter two nine says you are chosen nation, royal priesthood, or chosen people, holy nation. This is for all believers. This is, this is for you. God has chosen you, set you apart. He has plans for you. What we're saying is when you live like God has a plan for you, it is worth it. Things don't always go perfectly. They don't go well, but he's faithful. 
and it's worth it. So the question we want to leave you with is, if God is really for you, if you really believe that, what would your life look like? Both in the big picture for your dreams, but also here, here at a, at a local church. What would you do being part of this church? Because we know God's been faithful. Hopefully we've bragged on him today, but also we know we did not do this alone. This was right. not just us. Yeah, something we haven't said yet is that every step of the way, um, this all was around Harvest Ridge things. Our church family was with us throughout this whole process. We never did it alone. God's call is meant to be done in community with people in a church. And so, yeah, uh, we have some people we need to say thank you to. We, we do. I think, yeah, do you want to go ahead? I know yeah. you have a lot. Yeah. So every step of the way, this has been God, but it's never been alone. These, these things I've been praying for, all this stuff, that there are people in our lives that were pouring into us. Um, and we'll, we'll say this, um, there are so many of you that we have in person, um, try to let you know how much you, you mean to us. So we're gonna mention some names now, but in no way is that the exhaustive list. Um, yeah, we are so grateful to everyone in our church family. So yeah, if, we, if we don't mention your name, please forgive us. We're, we wanna yeah. honor as many people as we can. So, I want to start by saying I'm here because a youth kid, I don't even remember which one it was, but a student in a youth group here invited some girl going through a hard time to youth group. It was not some pastor or something special done, it was some kid in school. Um, I'm here because a youth pastor looked at me and saw something in me that I didn't see myself and then gave me a chance to use it. Um, pastors who took in a college student, um, barely out of college, not really sure how all of this is going to work out. Um, there was a, a women's life group that Angie Kitnoya led that I was in for a long time, just amazing, incredible women. Um, our young married's life group, um, you guys in particular, those of you that were in our life group, you were with us through the fire, you were with us through me being diagnosed, you were the ones checking in with us every month and praying with us. Um, yeah, just, just through all of that. Um, there are leaders, there's so many people in this room that I've served with you, I've had the chance of leading next to you and serving beside you, and I, I'm so thankful for that. Uh, there are people that have become sisters and brothers to us, like Audrey Gitchell, Brandy Fletcher, Linda Thompson being amazing in the office, um, such a good friend and, and wise person to just be around. Whenever we ask Linda how she's doing, she says, just dandy. So Linda, hope you're doing just dandy today. <laughs> um, Autumn Kilby, Rachel D'Alessandro, um, the Archer clan, we love you guys. Um, there are friends who have prayed for us. There are people that, yeah, even the last couple of weeks, we, I've prayed for you. I haven't stopped thinking about you. I've prayed for you, and that has meant so much. Um, yeah, we could go on and on, but um, ultimately, yeah, I wanted to say thank you. Yes, I'll say a few as well, but talking about Doug and Linda Thompson in Mexico playing football, they took me into their home for four summers and made me their fourth uh, son, semi-son, however you want to describe it and uh, we and Doug would play ping pong every summer and that sounds silly but just things that made me feel like I had a home and, and belong somewhere and uh, I mean Pastor Kevin just the open conversations we could have and encouraging me as a young man uh, and Pastor Bob and Pastor Carl who were friends and mentors and 
and Pastor Robin, Pastor Kevin, picking me up when I crashed my car in Akron and driving me back through the snow. The youth leaders that helped me get my feet uh, under me. I, we had a great team around, Mark Kessler and Liz Langle and uh, you know, Autumn and, and the John and Holly Graham and Andy Sheneman who prayed for me. The first church picnic when I started that prayed God's power and presence over me. I mean, there's just so many people. Yeah, Brandy helping out in the office. Matt and Sam, who were students of mine in the youth group. <laughs> Some of my favorite students. And I mean, you got married. That's cool. But you're following Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> following Jesus. And it makes me feel like it did something right. And I know your, your parents, you know, had something to do with it, too. <laughs> just a little. But students that I saw seeking God and following Jesus, it just... What we're saying, guys, we're, we want to say thank you and honoring, but also we're saying it's not, this is just quote unquote normal people, bankers and, and nutritionists who just come along and, and are yeah. part of the ministry and encourage yeah. people and speak into people's lives and make this happen. It's, it's for all of us. Yeah. We don't view us leaving as just us leaving. We feel like we are being sent out by this church body to Columbus. You guys are up here reaching the, the west side of Cleveland. We want to go and reach Columbus and that's not gonna change. You're still family to us. You're still home to us. So here's our question. If God was for you, what would you do? Who would you let into your life? What would you get involved with here in this community that maybe just maybe those relationships become life-changing moments that, that God can um, surround you with people when you're going through hard stuff that they can speak into your life and pray for you. Um, we, we encourage you. The, if God's really for you, what, what would you be doing? Nothing can hold you back if he's with you. And what God's yeah. going to do here at Harvest Ridge isn't just through the pastors and whoever's coming next. It's you guys. It's through you. That's what we want to share. Yeah. So, uh, so we took a couple of moments. I'm sorry, I'm number four. Um, took a couple of moments to do this because um, I read Acts chapter 20 where Paul did something like this one day. And, uh, I read also in Acts chapter 13, it says, um, um, the church at Antioch was the strongest New Testament church. They were, um, were multi-generational, they were multi-ethnic, they were ascending missionary church. And it says, um, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. Now they were, these two were on the leadership team and they were called to be set apart. And um, this passage I just read you has sort of been my vision as a pastor from the get-go. Um, my job is not to uh, just pastor a great church, but us to be a great church that actually trains, develops, <laughs> and releases People like Bob Stetz to be a missionary, Carl to be a missionary, these guys to take their next step, and I know where it's going. <laughs> he, he's going to be a great professor, and you'll wind up senior pastor. It's going to happen. Uh, a couple years ago, I was fasting and praying. God told me to take Pastor Mike golfing, so I took him out, and I told him, hey, you need to start moving towards your future. <laughs> you tried to get rid of me two years ago, but <laughs> that was a good conversation. It takes you a long time to learn. <laughs> now, the reason we did all this today is because 
we as a church and you as individuals, we're invested in those we release. They don't leave because they aren't happy or they don't like, they go because they're invested. And when you invest in somebody, you're a part of that investment and the exponential return for eternity. And one of the reasons we took an entire Sunday morning to do this is because I want you to know that you and I are making investments all the time that we don't even know we're making. Who knew playing football? And th there was a lot of rocks on that field. And I came back with bruises from that. Who knew that would shape a young man's destiny? What you think you're doing that's just a little thing, you may be shaping people's destiny. Serving, caring, loving. That's this church. That's us. That's who we are. I peeked in the window up there. Give me two seconds. Y'all let me do this. I peeked in the window. I saw a bunch of kids up there in kids' church. And they were listening to Pastor Caleb and he was being goofy with them and they were being goofy back with him. And those kids are gonna grow up to have a positive view of Jesus Christ and of the church of Jesus Christ because of investments made by the workers around that room. You and I are part of the body of Christ. You're necessary, you're needed, and you belong. And if you're not in a place you belong, you need to get there. You need to get there soon. Get in a place to belong. Serving, right? That's what these guys preach. That's the message. We belong. We grow together. And together, we're going to impact the world for generations to come. We're going to do what that passage says, the very next verse there in, in Acts chapter 13. It says, they placed hands on them and prayed for them and sent them out. So we're going to do that. And tonight, we're going to celebrate at... The, uh, it, it will be good for tonight. The weather's supposed to be good. We're going to have a good party tonight over at Shady Drive, and uh, we're going to have some time to celebrate and play some, uh, I don't know, volleyball might be there. We might wind up with softball and, I don't know, water balloon fights. I don't know. What we do? Spike ball. Spike ball. All right. So uh, I'm going to ask our deacons to come forward, and I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet, and uh, we're going we're gonna to say a prayer over these guys. And... Um, whether you know them or not, you're part of the family. So here's what I'm going to invite you to do. Um, we don't believe you like conjure up the Holy Spirit by woo sending. No, no. This isn't a physical act to show participation. It's a physical act to show that you're participating in this prayer. Would you stretch out your hand as a physical act to show your participation in this prayer right now? Father, we pray over Pastor Mike and Pastor Ashley. We love these guys that are in our hearts. They're like my own kids here. I pray that you would bless them. You would help them to, to grow into the next stage of development and grow into the next level of ministry. And we invest them in the world. We invest them in the next stages and we invest them into all the things you've called them to. And we pray, Father, that you would bless them and make their ministry exponential around the world. And we pray in the name of Jesus that you would bless them and give them the life that they dream from you. And we pray that in the name of Jesus, they would be the people you've called them to be. God, they, um, they are a part of our family. 
and uh, they're always loved here, and um, they are always going to invite me to wherever church they're pastoring some point in the future so that uh, they can be my retirement account. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray it. Amen. Amen. I made a deal with all of our staff is that after they go out and they pastor a church somewhere, when I get old, they got to invite me to come preach because they're my only retirement account. All right. So there you go. Hey, God bless you. May the Lord bless you may keep you, may cause his face to shine upon you. May he give you peace in the name of Jesus. God bless you guys. Have a great week.